Hey friends, it's Awkwardly Random with Cynthia and Michelle, where we talk about random topics. Anything and everything awkward is on the table, so let's dive right in. Hi everybody. Hi. Welcome back. (laughs) Yo, this is literally how we look when we record our podcast. Yeah. Um, we do except we look Zoom. except we look a little nicer right now. <laughs> a little bit for y'all, for y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Awkwardly Random with Cynthia and Michelle. Um, this is a video. This is this is the video portion of the podcast. Yeah. Well, and the actual episode, but this is the first time that we're showing you the visual and and the video of it that you will be able to find on YouTube. Yep. Everything else will be on Spotify or yeah. like Apple Podcasts or Google Play. Uh, yeah, so you for can those still who, get it regularly. Yeah, for those who don't know us, which I'm sure you know us if you listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Michelle. I'm Cynthia. Hi. There's people that do listen that don't know us. Because mm-hmm. you can, we can see like which yeah. areas in the world people oh, yeah, listen yeah, yeah. to us, right? Yeah. And, I'm like, wait, do you know this person from this state or do you know this person from over there? And I'm like, I don't know anybody like, yeah, I don't same. know where, who are, who is listening, who is who, who is located. Places. Yeah. 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 So either way, we appreciate y'all for tuning in. Yeah. Thank you. And give us, you know, take it, take it easy on us. This is our first video. Yes. But we're going to record like we usually do our regular podcast episode. And then yep. we'll see. We're, we're trying to explore with our YouTube channel you know, kind of expand outside of just the podcast. Yeah. So we'll keep you in tune with that once we figure out more details. Yes. Sound good? So sounds good. You good, Mish? How you doing? Yeah, I'm just a little awkward. <laughs> I'm probably going to get this off, bro. Okay. No, girl, we got to show them the, the real authentic. This is how awkward we are. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Today, what are we going to talk about, Mish? Well, we're going to talk about first, we want to review or just talk about this incredible, amazing film movie that I saw recently. Of art. Yes, it's called Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, and I had told Beans, Cynthia, to watch it mm-hmm. so we could talk about it on the podcast. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to get your thoughts. What did you think about it? Um, yeah. Do we want to like talk about what it is for the audience and then talk about our yeah for, it. for real some some of our reactions yeah because yeah. I have some thoughts about it too yeah and I had heard of it I feel like I wish it would have been hyped up or advertised a little bit more because it yeah. did come out in theaters it is in theaters oh, still in certain select theaters that are open and and it's also on HBO Max that's where they premiered it too <clears throat> that's where I watched it Mm-hmm. Uh, but it came out this year and it's um, a, a drama, I guess. It kind of gave me that thriller vibe too, um, yeah. kind of like suspense. But it's a film about, um, Fred, it's surrounding Fred Hampton, who was the chairman of the Illinois chapter of the Black Panther Party yep. and the, everything that kind of happened leading up to his his assassination um, yeah. and the betrayal that he, the yeah, the betrayal he experienced from um, an FBI informant. William O'Neill. Yes, yes, yes. William yeah. O'Neill. Yeah. Uh, but they, they called him Bill, right? And that was like his nickname. Yeah, Bill. Bill. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I was almost forgetting his name. Yeah. So I don't want to spoil it. So that's just kind of like the general, unless you want to add something about it, Michelle. No, I think that was perfect. Um, okay. Yeah, if you have, if people haven't watched it, definitely go watch it. Um, it was just such a powerful it is yeah. not was but it is a powerful movie yeah um and just I love that type of storytelling mm-hmm. um not just like the dramatics and but like how truthful they were to history right. so you know this actually happened in U.S. history and right. um I didn't actually know about Fred Hampton chairman Fred Hampton before this film sadly and unfortunately mm-hmm. um for many reasons yeah but um I just thought it was very moving very powerful and there's just like a lot of layers to this oh yeah what did you think 
Yeah. Immediate things were like, I had like a range of emotions throughout watching it. Um, Mm. You know, I felt it was a story. Well, it is a story of like struggle, pain, suffering, trauma, but also one of community, organizing, resilience, all that kind of stuff. And then also, again, a story of betrayal. Right. So I thought it was really interesting, that whole parallel with with William O'Neill being portrayed kind of like as Judas, who is a disciple that is famous for betraying Jesus. That's kind of like the premise of that. Just very yeah. interesting that they had that that parallel. But yeah, Daniel Kaluuya, who is the actor that plays Fred Hampton, yeah, was amazing. Amazing. Oh yes. my gosh. Yes. For those that don't know, he's the he's the guy in Get Out. He's in Black Panther, the Marvel mm-hmm. movie. Um, and he, yeah, I was watching this interview with him and he said that he took lessons from an, from an opera singer to help him like really accurately capture Fred Hampton's ability of navigating a space as well as like really portraying his cadence accurately, both when he's speaking naturally with, you know, an everyday conversation and then also giving a speech. Cause it was just, I was looking at videos of the actual Fred Hampton and like the way he spoke was the same basically it was like yeah it seemed like the same person yeah and I got like goosebumps like full body chills in the movie during certain Mm -hmm. scenes and one was when he was giving that speech of um I am a revolutionary right you you can kill uh what is it a revolutionist but not a revolution no what is it yeah right you can kill the revolutionary but not the revolution yeah there we go and like that really powerful speech that he gave um so I thought it was really I thought it was well-written. I thought like the cinema, I don't know, like the way they filmed it was really cool. Yeah. There's a lot of like one camera shot type of things. Yeah. Um, and, and also like, okay, this is an, another, another thought I had. It made me sad that mm-hmm. we, like we have to have another one of these types of films. Right. And then the fact that it's, it's, Everybody, I feel like for a lot of these movies, people say, oh, it's very timely. It's very relevant. And Mm -hmm. it's always been that way. Like it's always relevant. And if you think about it, like the the Black Lives Matter movement today and all this talk about and happenings of police brutality, I mean, very similar to the 60s. It's still happening. Yeah, it's still happening today. And it's like, it's a beautiful film. And I think we need more of these. But at the same time, it's like the fact that we do need more of these is I don't know it, make, it makes me angry at least mm. and you know what you get what I'm saying I get what you mean of, um yeah. um for me it's more of um like I get what you mean it's more of me I just see this as this form of storytelling of this yeah. story that needs to be told and just like yeah yes you can compare it to what is happening today because it is very relevant mm-hmm. uh, but at the same time it um there's a lot of truth to it. And it, it yeah. makes me angry. Like just the entire, uh, what makes me angry from this film is just, um, you know, the power that, uh, white supremacy and, um, you know, especially in the FBI with yeah. the FBI and the power that they had to influence this young, uh, bill. Cause mm-hmm. in real life, I think he was like 17 years old when he became an informant for the FBI. So yeah. obviously like the power and the manipulation and the fear yeah. um, is real. And, um, and Fred Hampton was 21. He was 21. He was, he was young. Really yeah. young. Yeah. Um, which just speaks to his like power and influence. Right. 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 And um, I guess what I see from this film is just seeing how we can support there are leaders right now mm-hmm. in the U.S. doing this work, and there are organizations who are doing the similar type of work. So I right. think, if anything, uh, we should be inspired by this movie as mm-hmm. a person who is not Black, mm-hmm. uh, should be inspired to put in more work um, to help and to contribute to these leaders and lift these voices up because there are there are leaders who are doing this work right now that we can be yeah um supporting I immediately thought of Stacey Abrams Mm. you know and the organizing that she did and what you know what they were able to do in Georgia and it's like yeah you can find a lot of similarities today um 
for the good and and the bad too right like the good in terms of the leaders and the organizing and people coming together yeah um the bad in terms of like we're still facing these similar types of problems right for real? this yeah. this was in the 60s right so that guess that that's kind of what i meant by it made me angry but at the same time you know you're right this i mean and the way this this particular movie was filmed and the story it told like i like similar to you i did not know who fred hampton was you know you hear about martin, martin luther king malcolm x yeah fred hampton was not a name that at least i was exposed to so yeah like it was just it was really cool to, to hear his story watch his story and like learn about him yeah um and yeah, yeah it still made me angry though because the fbi yeah. killed him basically end of story yeah yeah so yeah and i kind of i mean i knew that he was going to get killed at the end of the film like that was yeah. just it's that's not a spoiler y'all that that actually happened you know that's part of the story and part of his narrative um, yeah people so, will be like you fucking spoiled it bro i know right <laughs> yeah it's history it's like a real life story yeah. so yeah it. so yeah i don't know it was powerful and i encourage y'all to watch it yeah would, i was so surprised when I, hearing the story yeah just to just finish it off i was just so surprised to see um the rainbow coalition that he was yes. able to build with the young patriots who are a white nationalist group um with uh the uh with other just organizations and mm -hmm. the puerto rican uh organization because of you know similar issues yeah which just speaks to like the power of organizing and just mm -hmm. how much you know the fbi feared that feared that um coalition building feared that organizing between people so yeah yeah that's powerful i didn't i didn't know about the rainbow coalition either i heard um, about it but i i it was just interesting to see like how yeah because can you imagine that right like today i don't know that's some powerful stuff for real so what would you rate it if you could the movie out of five out of stars five stars five yo they better win some some oscars they better win it all that's all i'm saying yeah i agree five out of five yeah 5.5 .5 out of five it was it was really good it's a 10 out of five for real yeah i agree i agree with that statement yeah. all right y'all so let us know what you think of that movie if you watch it um, we'd love to hear your thoughts in the mm -hmm. comments or you can send us a message on our instagram or facebook let us know yeah comment below too if you're watching this on youtube yes. so shall we move on to the main main topic of today yes let's do it okay so <laughs> This is a real turn of events versus like what we were talking about <laughs> recently. Um, so we're going to talk about a topic that I think is super relatable to a lot of people, especially yes. now with COVID or in general, not just today now with COVID, but in general, this is just like a topic that I think a lot of people can relate to. And that topic is dating. dating. Yep. Dating in general, dating in the COVID era, mm -hmm. what does that look like? How has it changed? Yeah. And I don't, I don't know if I have any answers, to be honest. I think I'm just going to be asking questions of Cynthia. Um, I mean, I don't really have much experience, but we'll, we'll share what, <laughs> what is the point of this? <laughs> just kidding. What is the point of this episode? Then? I mean, I have, so, we yeah, just kidding. Yeah. It's just hard. It's, and it's also hard to like figure out how much to share and how much not to share. And, yeah, yeah, all that kind of stuff. But we, I think it's still important to talk about, and I think we should still anyway. Yes, I agree. To start, let's differentiate first. What is what is a date to you, Michelle? How do you differentiate going on a date versus hanging out with somebody? What do you this think? Okay. Um, I'm like a grown ass person now. Like I'm a full blown adult. And it, yes. the fact that I can't even answer this like, <laughs> should say something. I don't know. I, I like, no, I'm wondering if our listeners think the same thing. I wonder what y'all think, what constitutes like a date or yeah. hanging out Yeah. for me. Um, I would say just like at the initial making of the plan, of getting together, whether I was romantically interested in another person, mm -hmm. I think that's what would make it a date. And if it's just a one-on-one -on -one thing, 
right. then I would consider it a date. If it was just like a friend that I, if it was just like a friend that I considered someone a friend that I didn't have any romantic interest in, then it would just be a hangout. Yeah. What yeah, do you, I, what do you think? Yeah. I think the main thing that differentiates is the intention behind it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm going yeah. on a date with on a date with you, it's because I'm interested in the possibility that we may be romantically compatible. Mm-hmm. If I'm hanging out with you, it was because I like spending time with you in general. Like I enjoy your company, I enjoy your interactions, shared experiences, but that's like the romantic factor or layer is not there. It's just we're spending time together as two mm-hmm. human beings, right? That's how I see it at least, right? The intention and what is like. Because if I'm going on a date, I'm like, okay, let's see, you know, if this could go further, right? But I don't really have those thoughts when I'm just like hanging out with somebody, you know? Yeah. That's kind of my thought. The only thing is, is that I feel like our listeners are going to be like, well, isn't that a date? Like, because you enjoy the other person's company. I don't know. I just feel like there's a lot of definitions. Um, have you heard in general in passing or like have other friends told you like, this is what it means like when you're on a date or like, these are the things that need to happen in order for it to be a date because I haven't. Yeah. Um, I think with a lot of friends, it's different. A lot of people consider things differently. So it's just interesting to hear what other people think. Yeah. I've gotten, I've gotten this several times, the question of, well, did he pay? You know, if he paid, then yeah, it probably was a date. But I don't really see those things as like definitive markers of what constitutes a date necessarily. Yeah. You know? I don't think the person. Have you just... ever question? Sorry. Have yeah, you no, ever been on a date that where you paid? Uh, yes, I have. Okay. Yeah. But it, but it wasn't the first date. I don't know if that oh, makes, okay. I don't know if that plays a role or not, but, and I've been on dates where we split 50, 50. Mm, yeah. You know, I've done that before too. Um, but like, I don't know. I've gotten that asked several times, but it, for that okay. question, is it specifically did the, cause you, you like you're heterosexual. So mm-hmm. the man, so yep. they're asking if the man paid, then that would be considered. A date. Yes. That's this what is around saying. that heteronormative, like societal expectations yeah. of when, what it comes with, what it comes with, like dating somebody of the opposite sex who identifies yeah. as male. Right. In my, in yeah. my instance. Yeah. So yes, I, and I've gotten that, like, did he pay? Did he, I don't know, did he open the door for you? Or like, I don't know, things like that, right? Yeah. Like small, what? like explicit. I feel like you should be doing that in general. I open the door for people, like yeah. strainers. Like, I don't, I yeah. don't, that's just my opinion. Yeah. Well, that also goes, and this is a whole different topic, but that also goes with like, what are gender specific expectations of people, right? And right you know, if a man, you know, if, if the guy is not looking at his phone and is actually paying attention to you, you think, oh my gosh, he's so great. Right. When really that's like what should be expected regardless. Exactly. So things like that. Right. Yeah. Um, but the, but that question of, did he pay has been asked in terms around that conversation of defining whether it was a date or not, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I see. So, I can see that, but I yeah. I don't uh, agree with that. But no, I can no, see that I don't either. People. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think, and I'm I'm gonna own up to this. I probably did before, like a long time ago. But as I grew and just kind of like unlearned things and relearned other things, or like learned new things, I've yeah. developed. Like my perspective has changed over mm-hmm. time. Yeah. But that I think that was because also like in the past, that was what the conversation. That's what it was like when I was younger. Yeah. Like, did he pay? Did you, did he open the door? Did he drive? I don't know. Like things like that. Did he drive? <laughs> I don't know. I just, I don't know. I'm not, I don't know what I'm saying anymore. No. Yeah. I know. I know what you mean. Just <laughs> anyway. like the old school gender norm. Yeah. Heterosexual dating. Yeah. I know yeah. What you mean. Yeah. So <clears throat> yeah, I don't follow that. I don't know if other people follow that. Also I'm in a relationship, so, you know. <laughs> Right. That doesn't right. exist within my situation, but I wonder what other people think and what other people's experiences mm-hmm. are. Yeah. We're just sharing how we, how we see it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so basically intentions. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's how I'm seeing it at least That's how I'm seeing it. because I still, I mean, I've hung out with guys, you know, just one-on-one mm-hmm. and it's like, we're, you know, we're just hanging out at, at least in, in my eyes, I see it as, oh, we're just going to go hang out as friends. Okay. Has there ever been at one point been 
I can't even talk. No, you're good. Has there ever been a point where you were hanging out with a friend and then afterwards you then learned it was a date for them? Yes. Well, not about the specific hangout, but I learned later on that they were interested in pursuing a romantic relationship with me, but I had no idea until okay. later on, but we hung out several times one-on-one yeah and we yeah. did different things we like went out to eat or we went to the movies yeah. or we studied together like mm-hmm. you know so I saw it as almost like you're like a bestie I don't know like just a really good friend that I enjoy you know spending time with yeah damn you friend zone them <laughs> <laughs> I guess we can go into unintentionally. that topic. unintentionally and to to be quite honest and frank I think that just because you go on a date with someone that doesn't mean that other person owes you anything. You oh, know right. what I mean? Yeah. And you, it's totally fine to friend zone somebody and to not mm-hmm. want to pursue a relationship with someone. So yeah. Yeah. The, the date is not the end all be all. Yeah. But yeah, maybe we should talk about friend zoning since we kind of mentioned it already. Yeah. Have you ever friend zoned or been friend zoned before? Um, have I ever friend zoned. I don't remember the spe- any specific details, um, yeah. but I feel like for me, I have always been super intentional about when I, <clears throat> since I'm, you know, heterosexual, I like men. So mm-hmm. I've been always very intentional about um, making it very clear what my stance is, like what I wanted with somebody when mm-hmm. it came to men so I would if I saw someone as a friend I would say like thanks like friend like I would use you, buddy. Spe- I would use specific <laughs> language so they know yeah. like where they stood with me yeah um so I don't I've never learned of oh like I had a friend and they liked me afterwards like I mm-hmm. that wasn't made known to me because I they always knew where they stood with me mm-hmm. so maybe maybe I did I don't know I wouldn't have knowledge of that what yeah. about you I guess yeah with this one person yeah I mean it was I didn't know that I was friend zoning because I also didn't get any vibes from that person or from my perspective I didn't get any vibes that they were yeah. interested in something more right mm-hmm. all our conversations we never really talked about any of that or yeah you know it was always about like movies and you know what are what homework do we have because we were in a lot of the same classes oh. so it just, Ooh. I don't know. It never, yeah. I never felt that from that person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, maybe I, maybe I did friend zone, but I didn't know that I was friend zoning. I yeah. thought we were in this zone together. <laughs> you thought you were in the friend zone together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I it happens, you know, it, it happens. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's I'm not a mind reader y'all. You know, I know that you can pick up on certain cues and things and like some people show you you know, with their actions or with certain mm-hmm. things that they say that they're interested. I don't, I was completely oblivious to it. I didn't know. Yeah. And they didn't flat out say it to you too. No, they did not. Mm-hmm. So, Take this as a learning lesson, y'all. Yeah. Like, speak yeah. up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as far as being friend zoned, mm-hmm. um, I probably have been, I don't remember the exact experience or instance or situation, but I remember the feeling of being mm. friend zoned. Yeah. I'm I remember, trying to think. Yeah. yeah dang bro um yeah. I I feel like it might have happened to me when I was really young but I don't remember any details of it mm-hmm. I mean but I don't know it happens I, I got nothing, I got nothing juicy yeah yeah I'm sure it has happened to me yeah yeah uh, but like I said um I don't know if people heard our earlier episodes but we did talk about just growing up and what we thought about dating and relationships mm-hmm. in middle school and high school and I um was not looking ever to be in a relationship during middle school or high school. So, Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure I friend zoned myself, you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, I guess I kind of did too. I just, I mean, I never thought about pursuing anybody, you know, when I was younger. Right. I I mean, I reached a point where I was like, what, you know, do I even like people? You know, it was like this weird feeling. Yeah. I was just, learning about yourself yeah, yeah. same same Dating, it wasn't really in my radar 
Yeah. And if you're young, like younger and listening to this, like you don't need to be in a relationship right. if you don't want to be. Yep. Um, and that was something that I learned when I was young because I didn't want to. And I saw all, all my other friends and people around me getting into relationships and I just was, didn't want to, or wasn't ready for it. And mm-hmm. I finally, as an adult learned that that was okay. You know? Yeah. And that's okay at any point, I feel like, you know, True. not only if you're, if you're younger, but I think it's important for young people to understand that too. Yeah. So yeah, that's a good, very good point, Mish. Uh, okay. Another question. Can you, is it possible to get out of the friend zone? Like if you're interested in someone, do you feel like it's possible for people to get out of the friend zone? The way movies work. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, in the Tell movies, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. we do see that happening. I don't know anyone in real life that has actually been able to successfully get out of the friend zone. Um, I bet it's probably happened. It's probably happened. Um, but in general, I think, um, at least for me, when I see someone just as a friend, you're probably going to stay a friend forever. Like mm-hmm. by probably, I mean, 100%, you're going to stay a friend forever. Um, so for me, I, I wouldn't see that happening uh, for other people. It might happen. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Can people get out of it? Well, I don't know. It depends on the situation. Like, cause I feel like there's also this notion of when someone is, and especially if someone tells, you no, or someone explicitly is telling you, I see you as a friend, you know, I feel like that should be respected. Yes. But then, yes. There's, but then there's some people that will like, keep going, like, they have this drive to like change their mind, you know, and convince that person to, to, to like them back, but you can't, you can't force somebody. You can't. And yeah, I mean, if they see you as a friend, that's most likely going to stay that way. Right. If you already have interacted and showed them who you are, I don't know. I mean, you're not, I don't recommend changing yourself just to be with that person. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I guess it just, it depends. It but depends. Then, yeah. Yeah. And then there's people that are, and then there's people that are friend zoned, not because that person doesn't like you or whatever. It's more of the situation or the timing yeah. is not right. Right. Yeah. So there's a whole myriad of things that can happen for people that are getting in the friend zone. So I would say kind of like you, it, it depends like, yeah, but no I do right think Yeah. I think it's different versus like when people start off as friends. Yeah. So like, for example, just like a little quick story on me and my boyfriend. So me and my boyfriend started off as friends. That doesn't mean we friend zoned each other or maybe Mm -hmm. it does. I don't know, depending on your definition. Right. But we started off as friends and as friends, we became closer. And then that's when like, uh, feelings of, um, like romantic feelings of grew between us. So, I mean, that could be that then, I don't know, but I didn't, when I, when I met him, I knew I was interested in him and I pursued that, Uh, but I wasn't necessarily jumping at the idea of starting a relationship. It was more like, I want to get to know you. Right. Um, And then that it developed into a relationship. Yeah. So I don't know if that would be considered putting someone like we would put each other in in the friend zone and then it was a relationship, but yeah. Well, cause I see it as a, if you're being friend zoned is because you are interested in that person, but they are not interested back romantically. True. Right. Yeah. So if you both viewed yourselves as friends from the beginning, I don't know. I don't really see that as you friend. I don't know. I guess, I don't know. That's hard. It depends. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. Depending Basically, on the Basically it depends y'all. That's going to be our answer for everything. Yeah. It depends. Look at the movies. I'm just kidding. Don't look at the movies. <laughs> Don't believe everything you see, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I think we should also talk about online dating, especially Ooh, yeah. because it's been such a prominent thing during the pandemic. Yes. And I feel like just COVID in general has dramatically changed like dating culture. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I don't even know where to start with this. Dating online is tricky. Mm-hmm. It's uncomfortable it's difficult. It can be fun. Yeah. But you got to be really safe with it. Cause you're yeah. matching with people you've never met before. Yeah. And don't know. And be safe, be safe. Yo. Yeah. That's going to be the first thing I want to say is like, yeah, be safe. If you 
decide to meet with somebody in person, I encourage you to meet in a public place. Mm-hmm. I encourage you to let at least one other person know where you're at, mm-hmm. you know, to, to make sure that you are safe. Um, that being said, dating online, it almost feels to me that it's like the only option right now. Like I, it's because of COVID. Yeah. It's just so hard to meet people because our lives have changed. I mean, mm-hmm. with the shutdown, you know, it was hard for people to go out to eat or go to the movies, you know, like more like quote unquote, typical dating things to do with somebody. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been, yeah, I feel like that's from what I've been feeling feels like the only option, unfortunately. Yeah. You haven't gone to the store and be like, Hey, it- I'm just kidding. <laughs> And that's hard too, because you don't even know, not yeah, that the don't face your is the most out. important thing, but like, you know, you can't really see their faces. Yeah. You can't see their face through the mask and yeah, no, do not put your mask down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? That was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. And then like to go on a date with somebody during the pandemic and I've done it like twice. Yeah. So far it's required some pretty intense mental calculations because. What do you mean? Cause I have to weigh off the risks, right? Am I going to risk my health and the health of others to meet with this stranger who I've never met before? And you know, like, is it worth the risk? Right. Um, yeah. For coitus too. For coit. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know people have uh, made that risk and I'm like, do you man? Do you? Um, yeah. A shout out to the big bang theory. <laughs> Wait, this is another term for sex. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, but again, I feel like that adds another layer of consent because now like I want to have, I want to ask that person, like, how serious are you taking this pandemic? Right. Are you exactly. hanging out with other people? Are you partying? Are you wearing your mask? You know, and, and now more currently, have you been able to get vaccinated? Right. All of that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I recommend y'all like set those expectations up right away. Yeah. And have that conversation before you meet with that person. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I feel like in general, it's just made things, it's just a strange experience. Yeah. So you said you've gone out on two dates during yes. COVID? Yes. Okay. And overall, how would you say those were? How did they go? Um, pretty well, I would say both. Like, did they look like their picture, first of all? Oh, yes. No, I was not catfished. Okay. That's I've never good. been, I've never been catfish, but I know that happens a lot. Ooh. Uh, yeah. yeah, but no, no, they look like their picture and mm-hmm. based on like what they wrote in their bios and profiles or whatever, it was pretty accurate to what they were saying on, mm-hmm. on the date. Again, I yeah. don't, you don't know for sure. Right. But it, it mm-hmm. seemed genuine. Yeah. Nice people. We, the first one we went for coffee outside. Right. Ooh, so that was, was it, it cold? was nice. I'm no, like, was it cold? <laughs> No, it was not that cold. This was like months ago, like before oh, the winter okay. hit. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, nice. Yeah. And this other one was, it was nice too. I mean, nice vibes, wore a mask, right? We were, mm-hmm. it was very safe. I felt safe. Yeah. Um, and I felt like I was able to, like, it was just nice to meet up with somebody and be like social with somebody Yeah. Uh, in a different setting outside of my house, right? like it was just nice to get out for a while and just like hang out with people I guess well it was just one person but like it was just nice to have that social interaction yeah yeah um and and while also minimizing the risk as much as possible yeah so what apps do you use and which ones like would you say you recommend and which ones people should stay like away from well I've actually really only used tinder oh I don't really know about the other ones necessarily (laughs) Okay. But again, that one is with any app, it's just, it can be sketchy. Yeah. So yeah. you have like, you have to be very careful about it yeah. and be safe and, and don't do anything you feel uncomfortable doing, but yes. So I've had a mixed, mixed experience with it. Like I've had some like weirdos and creeps and then I've what? also had some really nice, like, how are you? Tell me about yourself. That kind of stuff weirdos and creeps normal people <laughs> damn I've gotten that's the full a range spectrum. that's a range i've gotten the full the full spectrum y'all okay what yeah. is the weirdest creepiest things that you've gotten and that people should stop doing 
Um, I've gotten some cheesy ass pickup lines, like as the first text that they send. Sometimes it really? can be cute, but sometimes I'm like, eh, like, <laughs> I don't know. So it's a hit or miss for you. Depends yeah. on your mood. Okay. Yeah. And I'm not like the cheesy type of person in general. So I don't know. Sometimes it makes me. I feel like you can be sometimes I feel like I, yeah, I can be, but yeah. it's not really my, you thing. aren't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In general, I'm not. Yeah. And then I've gotten like the, the people that are just looking for sex basically. Right. Coitus looking for coitus. <laughs> wow. I mean, yeah. yeah, I guess. So, but yeah, but I explicitly let them know, like, that's not what I'm interested in. Right. Yeah. Like that's not what I'm here to look for. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So I've gotten the range of that kind of stuff. It's been weird. That's been very weird. That's weird to navigate, especially right now with everything. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, there's still people that will message and say, come over tonight. Right. After like uh, two messages or whatever and you haven't yeah. met yet. And especially in a pandemic, I'm like, nah, Oh my goodness. I'm going to have to say no to that. But yeah. I don't know. It's, it's weird. So just be careful with what, you know, with how much you share and careful with your responses to, um, to that person. And, you know, first and foremost, you have to put yourself, um, your health, I mean, your, yeah, your safety and your health first, first. Yep. Um, but yeah, some weird people. Good luck with everyone in their ventures because it sounds very difficult and, you know, maybe we can talk about it more. Yeah. But on here. This is something I wanted to ask you, Mish, because, um, and we hadn't talked about this really before, but it's hard for someone, and it can be, well, I'm not saying it's hard for everybody, but it can be hard for someone to be single, I guess, and alone maybe during a pandemic. Mm-hmm. But there's also the part where you are with somebody and you have to quarantine with them Oh my 24 seven, right? Yeah. Like that's, that's can also be hard, I feel, but it, you know, everybody's experience is different but I can also see it as like a beautiful thing you know and sometimes it can really make a relationship stronger you're like yeah. nah girl <laughs> it is it is it's both uh, it's everything yeah what I'm trying everything. to say is like being single is hard but also quarantining with your partner may also have its own it, it's its own experience too yeah so um if you're comfortable sharing you know your experience with that yeah it's been I like I said everything it's great it's amazing. It's beautiful, yeah. but it's also kind of annoying sometimes just because, um, in terms of, you know, when the pandemic started last year, my boyfriend and I, his, was, we were living together <clears throat> in our apartment in Minneapolis and that was fine. Um, mm-hmm. just because it was bigger than our apartment now here in New York, in Brooklyn. So just being able to have our own spaces, because although yes, we love being together and, uh, spending time together we also have our own like jobs and our own interests so that helped a lot in terms of like being together during quarantine Um, but it was awkward when um, not awkward but it was just uh, having uh, at that time I was um, in school so I Mm -hmm. was like busy the entire day and then I worked part-time and so and he worked his nine to five so can you imagine just being in an apartment but not actually spending time together for yeah. those hours wow. and then coming afterwards it kind of still felt like um we weren't we didn't really actually see each other during the day it was only after right. in the afternoon where we saw each other because of our schedules and stuff but so I mean in general it it's just, um, you get, you spend so much time with with that other person too. So if you're not used to other people in terms of like, you, you notice more things about the other person when you're constantly all the time with them. But, um, I think Jesus and I had this healthy, uh, separation in terms of like separation. We had this healthy, um, (laughs) schedule that where we weren't spending every single time every single moment together which right. made it even better when we were done with our day we're done with our work we could just chill um eat dinner together mm-hmm. watch whatever it is that we wanted to watch together so yeah I think it's different for people who actually have to work together or like work like super close because mm-hmm. um, in our apartments like I said we were able to separate ourselves to work because we had to get our work done but I can see where certain arguments may happen where you know you actually have to 
work in that same space. So like if, right. imagine if there was like a smaller apartment and we had to work both in the living room, right? Um, then I could see where like that may start some, some arguments, but yeah, for, for us, it wasn't bad. It was good. I mean, um, yeah, I so don't know. What, what would be your advice for someone, for people in that situation that they're quarantining with their partner? Um, I would say respect each other and your boundaries. Sometimes people like being alone or others don't, uh, either way you should respect other people's boundaries, um, support each other because just mm-hmm. because you're going, you know, just because you're together and maybe they're not going to work or you're not going to work or like physically, right. they might still be do- dealing with things from work that are stressing them out or right. they may need support. Um, so just being also just very, just communicate about mm-hmm. whatever it is that you're feeling, whatever it is that you're going through, like actually communicate it. That way you can each support each other. Yeah. Um, and yeah, have your, like, yes, it's good to have shared interests and thrive and do things together, but then it's also okay to do your own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like for example, Jesus and I, we love watching movies and TV shows, but there are certain shows where he just like, uh, would not watch um, one, one of them being the Big Bang Theory. And I like watching the Big Bang Theory. <laughs> um, Me too. So um, that's okay. You know, like, yeah, it should be fine. Uh, so and I also know that another thing during quarantine is like figuring out what to watch as a couple back in like that. Like we, we don't really have any problems, but with that one, um, it can be a little difficult because we just, um, yeah, it, it just depends on the mood. And there are so many options. We have HBO yeah. Max, Netflix, Hulu, Sling, Paramount, CW. Like there's so many options. So yeah. when it comes to like narrowing it down, um, yeah. Is it like a mix between you each know what you want to watch and you're kind of disagreeing or like you're both like, no, whatever you want to watch. No, it's all good. Whatever you want. You know, like, is it kind of that? <laughs> I feel like it's- I would be that type of person to be like, Oh, no, it's fine. You know, we can watch whatever you want. It's all good. But really, I'm like, but I actually want to watch this. Really? No, I think Jesus and I know what we want to watch. Yeah. And it's just kind of convincing the other one that they want to watch it. <laughs> Very similar to like when we have figuring out dinner. It's just like yeah. we both know what we want to eat. It's just like convincing the other one. To and eat Michelle, you're very good with arguments. You're very good with like stating your case. <laughs> so do you do you kind of get more of your way sometimes with the with the movies um is it kind of like 50 50 it's 50 50 yeah. I think we we rotate we take turns that's okay. the only way we can settle it yeah it's like <laughs> I went last time you go you go this time yeah. or like there's one time where it, um I was watching I got his listen to um what is it called uh family Chantel on e oh, that's uh, like a a side show of 90 day fiance okay Nice. And I, I don't know how I got into that show, but then th- I knew that their family, so Jesus and I started getting to 90 Day Fiance just because nice. there is no drama in our lives. So like we love the drama in other people's lives. So we got hooked onto that one. <laughs> and then we realized that there was a spinoff show with some of the, with one of the family Yeah, uh, that were super, like there was a lot of drama in their family. So we were like, that is our show. So sometimes there are shows and movies that we're both just like, it's this one. Like, we don't even have to like talk about it. Like we already know. Right. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. That is so funny. It's hilarious. And you like Jersey Shore, right? Oh yeah. We both love Jersey Shore. Yeah, we're just yeah. like, we love really good movies and shows, but at the same time, like we really like trashy reality TV shows too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a fan too. I wouldn't say trashy. I think, I think they're entertaining. Yeah. I would say they are too. Yeah. Yeah. That, that makes sense. Um, I wanted to ask you too, I know you and Jesus did long distance for a little while. Mm -hmm. How, and, and it might be different now you're, you're living together, but in a pandemic, I can only imagine that's also even harder, but like, how do you make, Mm -hmm. how did it work for you and how like what would you tell listeners who are in a long distance relationship like what are some tips that you would give of how to make it work because it's it sounds really hard to me it's hard it's so hard um I think what helped was that during like the beginning of our long distance we were both in college so 
we both had our own schedules. You know right. what I mean? Like we both had to go to our classes and get our work done. So it helped that we had things to do during the day um, to not focus on the fact that we were apart. So right. that helped like having your own like schedule and having your own goals that you want to reach and yeah. working on those every day, whether that is school or a job or maybe something else. I don't know. Um, so that, um, and also just, again, communicating, uh, we had, we would have scheduled times where we would have dinner together through Skype or, um, maybe study together cause we were both students. So we would legit study together, um, nice. or, um, you know, we would have a scheduled time when we could visit. I know with COVID that may be hard now, but, right. um, with things opening up, maybe you can, um, schedule that. So we would know like, okay, we would see each other maybe once a month, um, and we would schedule that in advance. That way we would have something to look forward to, not just like, oh, I really miss you. And like, I don't know when I'm going to see you again, but you actually know when you're going to see them. Right. So then you can work through that, you know, because mm-hmm. um, I know it can be difficult. And uh, what else? Um, and yeah, just being like, not just with communication and scheduling, I mean, just like being very open about like feelings I know, um, in general, it it can be lonely or it can be, um, you know, sometimes I've talked to other people who have gone through long distance and there may be trust issues. And that is, I think a red flag. I definitely think that people, if you're in a long distance relationship, you need to have trust like period. And in any relationship, you should have trust with them, you know? Um, so if you don't have that, if you don't have that trust for each other and you, and you aren't honest with each other and you don't have any communication, that's not going to work. Right. So definitely have those three things like, um, and be also very clear on where you stand with each other, mm-hmm. uh, and where you want to go with each other. That was made very clear with our relationship. Um, yeah. but like I said, all these conversations can be hard to have with someone and I, would say that long distance isn't for everyone and it's Mm -hmm. totally fine, but just understanding, um, that. Yeah. Yeah. This is important to talk about because I think a lot of times people go into relationships and, and it's, you don't really consider all of like all of the things that come into play here when it comes to being in a relationship and especially with long distance, like, I feel like sometimes we go into situations with our mind saying like, oh, it won't be that bad. We'll make it work. Right. And, and it's good to have that optimism, but it's also important to be realistic about, okay, this might not be the easiest way to, to do this, but maybe it's the only option we have right now. So we understand it's going to be hard, but let's consider these things to make it work, to make it easier for us. Right. Make it more manageable. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. And understanding like maybe how long that long distance will last, right? Like, is it going to last, uh, five years, four years, two years, one, like it, a lot of people can only maintain that for a period of time. Right. So for us, um, it was in college. So after I was in college, like I worked and then I knew I wanted to go to law school and I knew that you know, maybe I could go to law school in Minnesota, in Minneapolis, where Jesus lives. Um, and so that was an, that, that was, is what I decided also. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's good. I mean, y'all, you know, it's important to have those conversations about, okay, we're in long distance. The future now, looks but, like. Yeah. What are your plans? What are my plans? You know, can we make this work together? Mm-hmm. Somehow combine our plans in a way where we each still fulfill what we want to do with our futures, but still be together. Yeah. Important conversations to have y'all. Yeah. And it was, it was nice also just having a partner be very supportive how his was in terms of like, this is where I'm at. I want to go, um, study abroad. I'm going to go study abroad in Rome, which I did. Mm -hmm. And then, um, I'm going to work for a law firm after college, which I did. And then I want to go to law school. And like, he supported me with that and coming to New York and moving over here. And like, he definitely supported me with that too. So, also just having a very supportive partner is important. Um, mm-hmm. but also just not just like, like receiving that support, but also like giving, giving that it. support back because this is a partnership. At least when I look at my relationship, I look at it as a partnership in terms of, 
of our support and our love and right. our attention to each other. And it should be equal. You right. Know? Right. Yeah. Wow. Those are some great tips, Mish. Hopefully Thanks. this helps y'all. But yeah, like I said, a lot of these are easier said than done. I'm not saying that like my relationship is perfect. I don't think any relationship is perfect. I just think it takes a lot of work and a lot of time and yeah. a lot of communication. Yeah. And just being on the same page. Right. And I think across from like my experience and your experience, like it's very different and just like being single versus being in a relationship, all of that. I think the main thing for both of these situations is to be upfront about your needs, your boundaries, your beliefs, whatever, you know, like make sure you communicate that upfront in the beginning so that you yeah. both know where each of you are coming from. And then you can make that best informed decision to move forward or not with the relationship. Right. Like yeah. I think in any case, it's important to communicate that and be yeah. upfront about it. Yeah, so, I agree. Yeah. So I would say that's the kind of like one of the, one of my main takeaways of this conversation for real. Before we end our conversation, Mish, I think, yes. do we want to share our awkward story, our awkward moment, dating moment? <laughs> I wouldn't say dating for me. Um, I still uh, kind of cringe at It is kind of cringy. <laughs> I guess uh, we can share it um, and I can like bring in my two cents about it, but yeah, do you yeah, want to yeah. go ahead and there are <laughs> awkward? Yeah. So Michelle and I, Story. <laughs> so when I was, a, when I was a freshman in college, I went on, I would say it was a date okay. with somebody and, um, I didn't know you that at the time, like I knew of you, right. We yeah. talked about this, that we didn't actually become friends until sophomore year. So yeah. Uh, and yeah. Sophomore year. Yeah. Yeah. But I knew who you were, but I didn't know you necessarily. Creep. Yeah. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. So then I went on a date with this person. Um, awkwardly enough, it was on Valentine's Day. Uh, didn't really. I, yes, honest, get it, get it. I swear, honestly, honestly, I didn't. It didn't even register to me that it was Valentine's Day. It was just like, <laughs> oh, I want to hang out on Friday or Saturday, whatever day it was, and it just like fell on the 14th. Right. At least from my experience, I don't know if that person, if he had really to be Valentine. Honestly, honestly, it just wasn't, okay. it didn't register to me. Even if it did, it's okay. Yes, it is okay if it does, yeah. if you yeah. do plan a first date on Valentine's Day. I'm yeah. saying for me, because I feel like that just makes it more awkward for my situation. Like, Ooh, it was I, just, think, I think it's juicy. It wasn't, it was just kind of awkward in general, the whole date. But lo and behold, years later, I find out. <laughs> Do you want to tell them what I find out, Mish? Yeah, that I, in high school, attended a school function with this person. Yep. Um, and I say attended because I wouldn't consider that a date okay. that I what I went on. Mm -hmm. um, but I guess other people and like society would maybe view that as a date. Um, but yeah, yeah, I just think it's hilarious how. It was the same like, person. It was the same person, but years later. Yes, yes, years, years later. But that actually goes into the topic of like when people date a person that your friend has gone on a date with or has dated before, right? And like dated as in like relationship dated. Yes. Right. Okay. Yes. Or gone on a date with like with that romantic interest okay, at play. So it could either be dated or relationship. Yeah. Okay. So how does that make you feel like if it were to be in your situation, if someone dated somebody you like, if a friend of yours dated somebody that you dated, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's right. I mean, I think it, no I think it depends on the person. I think it really just depends on the person and the friend. I think, yeah. um, for me personally, I would be fine. Um, just because me being where I am right now is completely different than where I was in all my other previous mm. relationships or the people that, that I've hung out with or dated, whatever you want to define them as. Yeah. So for me, I think it would be fine. I think it also, um, in general depends when it comes to other people, because right. I know other people who might feel very differently than me and be like, hell no, 
uh, I know other people who would be uh, other friends who would be like, no, you don't do that. That's like girl code or, you know, codes in general, like where you just don't cross Mm -hmm. that line. And I completely understand that. Uh, But just for me in general, you Mm -hmm. asking me that I have no problem. What about you? No. Yeah. I mean, I would be fine. Like that doesn't really Again, okay, here's the thing. I haven't encountered that situation before, so I don't know necessarily what my yeah. answer would be. But I feel like there's all these like unspoken societal like social rules that yeah. are just they're they're just there and mm-hmm. you're kind of expected to follow them, but they're not really talked about. And one of them I think is those like codes, right? Of, you know, yeah. you, you don't date your friend's ex or like, yeah. you know. But I think it depends on how each person like how each party feels and yeah what their specific situation is and I feel like maybe it's just a hypothetical if I were to have been with somebody for a prolonged period of time where that relationship really had an impact on me Mm. you know and then later on a close friend of mine dates that person maybe it might be a little weird Mm -hmm. I but if they really like each other I like who am I to stand in their way necessarily right like it's not my business but as a friend like okay say for example um you and I right Uh I would I don't being as close of a friend to you Mm -hmm. I feel like I would never be able to do that right you You know what I mean like yep um so I feel like I I would never be able to do that to you and I feel like in general other people have that mindset in terms of like I could like if I would never do you do it to you, why would you do it to me? Mm-hmm. I feel like people have that same mindset and like, mm-hmm. that's why people would call that girl code. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think in general, we, there are these unspoken codes yeah. um, and I think that one is one of them. Yeah. Um, but for me personally, I wouldn't care. Yeah. I would say if you do, if someone does decide to do that or whatever, like have that conversation, if, that is me one awkward conversation. If your friend is open to it, you know, like if you are, if you are all open messy. to doing that, then maybe, but if, I don't know. That sounds messy. I feel like if, if a friend, if this was happening between, okay, two of my friends, right? Like me, yeah. I'm not involved. I would just be like, girl, there are other fish in the sea. <laughs> Move the fuck on, that find somebody true. else. Like, like if it, it truly though, if, if it's between two people that I know that are my friends, mm-hmm. which I feel, I don't know if it'll happen, but if it happens, like there are just other options too. Yeah. Like, and if, are you willing to risk your friendship for a dude? Right. Too? Like, that's yeah. another question. And like, how does that make you feel as a friend? Like, are you being a good friend? Right. If this, like, if this friend is telling, you, no, this makes me uncomfortable. Like, Mm-hmm. there is your sign there is there it is you know yeah. what I mean or if they're like oh like it doesn't bother me it's fine like um hopefully you know that person is being honest um but yeah I I just think it's very messy I would just not even go through that path it's yeah. just like common sense find somebody yeah. else yeah and that's tricky because I feel like again our answer is going to be it depends but there are instances where people like you really like that like you just really like each other like you know and then yeah but you have to consider your friend as well mm-hmm. so then like do you hold back on your romantic interest for like you know what I mean there's a lot of things here not to not to justify any of any of it really it's just I'm just my point here is basically what you're saying is that it's complicated and mm-hmm. if is it you know ask yourself is it worth it <laughs> is it worth all of this messiness yeah and if not then okay move on to the next one I don't know just do your thing yeah I don't know life gets messy y'all like make good choices that's all I'm saying yeah I would say that too but yeah we just wanted to share that story (laughs) because I think it's still I think it's funny like to this day I'm like oh my gosh that's cringy it's so I never would have thought for me yeah I just I never would have thought that would happen (laughs) yeah yeah okay y'all that was our first video podcast yay our 21st episode, but our Ooh, first video portion. <laughs> I know it's actually like, I'm not kind of hot in here because yeah, it, I was a little bit nervous there. Um, but we hope you all enjoyed it. Let us know what you think. Um, thank you. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate y'all. Please mm-hmm. subscribe to our channel. Yes, we now have the YouTube channel, obviously. And please 
subscribe, like, rate us on podcast platforms, comment. We want to hear from y'all. Yes, let us know. Let us know, y'all. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for Have tuning good, in. <laughs> Have a good weekend. Is this going to be posted on a, on a Friday? I don't know. Have a good day. Have a good have day. A, yeah, just have enjoy the rest of your day. We're gonna leave it at that. Have a good day. Have a good day, y'all. Okay, right, we'll catch um, you at the next one. Thanks. All right. Bye.